Hello and welcome to the Refreshing Change podcast. My name is Nicola Scott and I will be your host. This week's episode is a slightly different one. I'm joined by Lee, who's a client, to speak all about his experience of coaching. Lee is a job coach working for a technology consultancy organisation in Edinburgh and he has significant experience delivering one-to-one support to those with mental health barriers, neurodivergent conditions and other disabilities. Hello, welcome Lee to the Refreshing Change podcast. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. I'm very excited that you've joined us. It's going to be a slightly different episode um, and I'm I'm really glad you've offered to come on Lee and share your experience of, of coaching. But before we dive into the into the nuts and bolts of the conversation, are you happy to share with the listeners a bit about who you are and what it is you do and what you're passionate about and we'll dive yeah. in? Yeah. Yeah, my name's Lee Hutchison and um, yeah, I'm a coach as well, but I'm a job coach. So I work for a social enterprise here in the UK and we can also work internationally. And what we do is we like hire autistic and neurodivergent sort of like tech consultants to work on like cybersecurity, data science projects. And what we kind of try and do to kind of make ourselves quite unique is we build an element of support in with our job so every consultant that we have has an allocated job coach like myself so what I do is cover a wide range of things you know I very much take that person-centered approach so I speak to people about sort of before they get started on a, a potential tech project but how are things going on in their their life is there anything that they need support with you know whether it's personally professional profession professionally with their you know health condition you know a wide range of things you know sometimes it's about delivering a bit of a kind of one-to-one almost kind of counseling session it could be about just being uh someone to listen to something that's going on in their life it can be perhaps someone to mediate you know it can be a, a wide range of things but being very much there to sort of help take some of the burden off people's shoulders to to allow them to be their their best selves really you know their best selves in in work but equally you know if they're happy in their their personal life and that you know that impacts into their professional life as well so you know I have a a broad portfolio that I do when it comes to my coaching with with people and you know I work with you know over 10 people at a a time so yeah it's quite a a demanding job but one that is uh one of those kind of classic jobs when you tell people what they do they always tell you oh that must be so rewarding and you know it's it's a cliche but it's it's true and you know I'm very much one of those people that I have my work life but outside of that it's very much about kind of a a very separate work and and personal life you know I'm a a keen distance runner you know I'm passionate about film and I also podcast my myself as well so you know I'd like to to kind of look at kind of film and culture and probably a bit similar to almost coaching in a, in a way I'm very interested in people so I love to interview people about that work in the creative arts and in the film industry and about what inspires them you know I think as someone that works for uh you know a, a social enterprise something that's established I find the idea of working in the creative industry the biggest kind of leap of faith you could probably do you know how do you take that on and I, I love to learn that about people so you know I I separate my life but you know there's there's a lot of those skills that just I think just transfer over quite well yeah I love that and already um if you were if I was playing word bingo I would t- would have ticked off a few um 
like common phrases that people throw about that, I, that I'm so passionate about as well, but like that holistic approach in your coaching, but also mm -hmm. how you view your life and um, like person centered, like I, I love all that stuff. So um, yeah, well, I'm sure we'll dive into more of that as the conversation unfolds. But Lee, I ask all my guests because I'm so passionate about change and it's something that I think everyone encounters mm -hmm. in their life, but how do you feel about it personally? How do you feel about change? It's it's one of those ones. It's such a a difficult one potentially to to answer. I find, you know, I almost go back to it's impossible not to do these things in in bubbles. But you think of like just merely a few years ago, kind of COVID came along, and you know it changed everything. You know, it was completely completely unexpected, and you know, almost going back to my job a, a little bit. You know. I, there was a popular kind of sort of theory and I think it's been backed up quite a bit you know I worked with a lot of people that were you know autistic and, and neurodivergent so when I say neurodivergent that would be like ADHD dyslexia you know and so on and you know people that have had to build in sort of like you know coping strategies and you know faced a lot of kind of challenges in in their life in terms of maybe schooling professional personal and for a lot of those people they they handled you know sudden change incredibly well and um, you know it was something where they had constantly had to deal with you know the challenges of it all and it was okay you know for for myself I found it incredibly difficult you know I I find on paper change very exciting meeting new people learning new things whether it's even a new film coming into to my life on a Friday you know change can be really exciting and I find change can bring a lot of really good traits out of me you know being mm -hmm. exposed to new things and you know being pushed and tested or trying myself and things but I found that change you know to have my way of life and way of thinking really very difficult so you know I have a, a mixed view of, of change really you know I, I have to acknowledge it was incredibly difficult to to adapt for those couple of years and probably still dealing with some of the, the impacts of that all these years there's all these years on but by and large I think change can be be fantastic and helping in my job helping to facilitate change you know change can be offering someone a just a chance you know a job and to be able to kind of take that next step forward in their life you know it can be the, a spark for people but equally it can be something that can be can be really difficult and, and tough for people to adapt to and you know I can certainly testify to that mm, yeah thanks for that I think you're right about change it is um it's and actually this is true of everything I speak to people about um whether that's clients or friends or anyone that will listen but life is so complex in many respects isn't it so actually how we feel about something is so dependent on the situation the time in our life this the tools we maybe have our resources um and whether change is enforced upon us or whether we've chosen to create that change ourselves can can then uh, I suppose provoke a very different response isn't it so that example of, of COVID and how it impacted your life that was almost the forced upon change and and I, and I assume things were taken away or the routine that you enjoyed in life was 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 altered or changed and it's that sense of I suppose lack of control maybe is the, mm -hmm. maybe what I'm what I'm um getting to Whereas actually when we embrace change or we proactively go and create the change we want in our life, then it can be so exciting and rewarding, isn't it? So Yeah, I, th 
think there's an interesting almost way of, of thinking. I think of it sometimes that, you know, pre sort of 2020, you know, part of my job was putting adjustments into place for, for people in their workplace. And, you know, if I was maybe taking an approach where maybe it was someone that was autistic and maybe for, you know, they found it difficult sort of commuting into work and they felt that the best environment for them was their home, you know, and I made that as a pitch, you know, oh, what about hybrid model? People would have laughed at me, you know, they would have dismissed it. They wouldn't have hired that individual. Yeah. And then, you know, this change comes around and then, you know, businesses, people are completely open to it and it's completely normalized. And, you know, it's it's almost on that flip side where I would never have imagined it that someone would then turn around to me going, okay, you know, you're someone that enjoys going into the office, working around people. Well, actually, change is now going to be that you're now going to have to take on a hybrid model and something that I was advocating for people and, and very much the positives for, for people has ended up being something that I've had to now kind of em embrace and, and sort of struggle my way through as, as well. So, you know, it's interesting how change can be so perhaps empowering for people it can be you know you know something like that you know from something so negative can be such a powerful force for good and can I almost reiterate all this great work that you're trying to do of like you know this is a positive way to change business society supporting people and then sometimes you can find yourself oh Oh, I'm going to have to now change as, as well. I didn't, you always kind of think of yourself perhaps as the, the constant and everything else you're trying to change for other people, I think. Yeah, there's a couple of things just in what you said there, because I think that that massive shift in, I suppose people working habits and people's working environment and that work from home and it it almost being forced upon people. It, there's a, I think there's a real, um, or I think a change anyway, is a bit of a spectrum of um whether it's enforced whether it's proactive or whether it's like real innovation change because I think a lot of people try and innovate and I actually don't think people do innovate very well no. I think of innovation as something where like it fundamentally shifts people's behaviors um and I suppose a lot of companies pre-covid were scared of work from yeah. home models you know and not not having the IT set up, not having the trust in, in staff. You know, there's lots of um, potential pitfalls. So the, the innovation was almost forced upon them. Like you have to shift your your um, your default massively. And then, you, and then we've almost proved that we can do that. So why would we, you know, why would we go back? And, then, and I think a lot of, or, or what I'm finding out from speaking to lots of people is that a hybrid model is where a lot of companies are kind of ending up at like that. Yeah flexibility to choose what's right for you which I think is the biggest thing like you said change can be good for some people and not right for others so I think it comes back to exactly what you said at the beginning about being person-centered and and moving away in lots of different areas of society I think moving away from one model fits everyone like mm -hmm. one size fits all because we're so in you know we're also very different aren't we yeah that what works for one doesn't work for the other yeah when I often deliver sort of training to to people uh, you know an example I will always make is you know this autistic individual would really benefit from you being able to just say in advance this is what the agenda of the meeting is going to be about so that someone can turn up to the meeting and know like this is what I'm is going to be expected of me you're going to maybe be asked this question you can you've got some time to think about an answer and that might just be telling someone an hour in advance or a day in advance, you know, it's, it's not a difficult ask. It's something incredibly reasonable. 
And then I also say to people then afterwards going, okay, this is for your autistic individual. This is something that they've requested, but wouldn't you benefit from, from that as, as well? And people go, oh, you know what? That's what I would like as well. And, you know, you're almost trying to facilitate that change where it's like, this would be really good for people, this individual, but wouldn't we all collectively benefit from that? And then it becomes this more easy environment for people to go, oh yeah, that change is good. And actually we all benefit from it once you sort of sit down and think about it. And you can often see people's minds starting to tick when you get those kind of conversations kind of going about something just so simple. And they're like, yeah, I want that too. Mm-hmm. I think you're right and you hit the nail on the head I knew this would happen I've got questions scripted and prepped but I knew we would just get into a good chat <laughs> and stuff. Um, but actually if I take myself back into my into my old corporate life and in the work that I was doing mm. um, it's so true it, it's trying to and I had this I, I am I'm quite a, a fly by the seat of my pants kind of gal and don't necessarily need lots of pre-warning and I can get into a meeting yeah. get given the agenda and, and and back myself to be able to perform in the meeting and I had to have dialogue with my like staff I managed around like that's not helpful for me like I need to see the agenda two days in advance I need mm-hmm. to get what I want to say I need to have time to think and reflect and that understanding that everyone is different, everyone's personality, everyone's the way their mind works. And I think for you, like you say, working um, with the, the specific population that you do, and and I, you know, I've done a lot of work around equality and inclusion as well. You know, if if we have to make special compensation for maybe someone with a disability or um, that, that maybe struggles in a specific way, but actually, when you if we just look at everyone as a human, we're all very different in many regards and being able to sometimes stop and think how would other people perceive this situation or what would you know my preference or my personality maybe says I do a b and c but actually is that is is that beneficial for the people around me for the people I work with for you know friends family relationships you know we can take often what we think about in work into into other areas of our lives can't we about how we communicate or or um how we verbalize things or how we share things but I do find it fascinating being able to take a perspective of of what are what are other people's needs and how it can I if I can accommodate some of that Um, that one of the ones that is the perfect example that you give there of like some people just need that time to think about something and that's a common adjustment that I would put into place and again one where you just see other people go oh that would be a positive change where you go to most people you know I I'm a bit fly by the seat of my pants to, to an extent as well but we'd have it to people where you go you know you tell someone this is what we need something to do you know go off and do it and people will automatically go they're they've barely even had a chance to think about what's being asked of them you know perhaps any follow-up questions you know even thinking how they're going to do it and they're off immediately thinking yeah not a problem I'll go off and do that and then they're sitting down and then they might have like follow-up questions or there's maybe some confusion or actually there's maybe a better way about going about it and what we say to people sometimes is would it not be better for you know not just this individual, but for all of us to go, you know, here's a laid out plan, Mm -hmm. go away and think about it for half an hour, 15 minutes, five minutes, an hour, you know, it's all relative with these things, maybe if it's in a day or two, and then come back to me with any questions and thoughts. And it's such a positive way to build from like an organization, a group, or even just sort of, you know, your own well being of like, 
we're going to start from this footing as opposed to sort of just diving into things and then sort of feeling that you're you're isolated and that you just sort of need to try and feel your way through it as of you know the amount of people that feel anxious about going oh mm. I just said that was okay now I need to go back and have a follow-up question you know again it's such a simple way to just sort of change people's mindsets and and structures I think yeah absolutely and even just as you were as chatting nearly I was thinking you know, depending on on the context, maybe say of a meeting, for example, depending on the senior seniority or the level of expertise or the level of confidence, the, whether people are introverted or extroverted, all will have a factor on how much people contribute. Some mm-hmm. people are, are reflective and actually won't be able to come up with an answer in a meeting. And do you know, so it's taking all of this, uh, all of these sorts of things into account and almost trying to take ourselves out the equation and observe a situation mm-hmm. to think right what what is best for everyone how can we get how, effectively like you said before about about why you love coaching about helping people you know live their best life and getting the best out of people if we want to get the best out of people then we have to quite often manufacture the right environment and structure yeah. and setting for them to flourish don't we it doesn't happen by yeah. chance and it's such and it's a you almost have to like it's been a part of me that's adapted from going from like the third sector and working with charities to almost that, you know, doing this in sort of a business world where you have to make a business case, essentially, Mm -hmm. you know, people don't take on the type of people that I work with as some sort of charity case or some pity thing. It's where it's like, you know, you have someone that is going to come in and do a very good job, but you just need to maybe just slightly change how you go about things. And, you know, as you describe, you know, if you're having a meeting and how you can have it a bit more structured, how people know what they're going to be kind of doing and being able to sort of formulate answers ahead of time, that sounds like a much more efficient use of business time, you know, how to conduct a meeting than sort of just having everyone sort of come in. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Or maybe not knowing about what's going to be expected of them. You know, that's, you know, there's, there's simple things where you go, Oh, actually investing in coaching for people, having someone kind of come in and talk about, well, why don't you change these kind of you know, very traditional models can actually have huge benefits. And you've seen that with, you know, working from home, you know, for, for so many people, their output is so much higher. So again, it's a simple business case. You know, it's not just we're asking for this soft approach from, from people. It's, you know, that's how you get buy-in, unfortunately, for, for better or worse, I think. Yeah, love it. Um, Lee, I should, and I probably should have said this at the start, but you and I have been working together in a, in a coaching mm. relationship, haven't we? And we're about to um, come to the end of that, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what, so you obviously have a coach yourself. We, you and I have worked together in a, in a coaching partnership, but I kind of want to dive into what, I suppose, your experience and your journey has been through that, mm-hmm. I suppose, the six months we've been working together. So what was it um, that you were looking to kind of, get out of coaching you know when you started when you embarked on the kind of journey of of, Mm -hmm. um yeah of coaching what what was it you were looking for I think I think I was definitely predisposed to being like buying into the prospect of of coaching I think you know for people they probably they don't know what the difference between whether it's counseling or therapy or coaching what all these differences can potentially be whereas you know I'm a coach myself you know I see the the benefit of it 
you know, I'm very lucky in my job that I get, you know, support, I get supervision, you know, I get things like that, you know, if, is there things that I need in my job, you know, is there extra support? Is there people I need to talk to, to be able to kind of carry out my, my job? And, you know, I think very much at the, the sort of the turn of the year, you know, I almost kind of th- sometimes can't help but think of that. I think it's the, it's like the, philo- the, philo- the philosopher, uh, the philosopher, the philosopher I think his name was it Francis Fukuyama that kind of argued that sort of like I think it was after this is a total ramble but like we'd kind of once the civil war that sort of the um cold war was over that sort of humanity had kind of reached this kind of the end of history that there was nothing left to do and I'd sort of hit that stage in my life where I was satisfied with my job you know I was making a a good income you know I was just what kind of what did I need to do next with my life where was that to go I just wasn't very clear on what my goals were next and how to achieve them you know I'd spent so long working in the charity sector where to think about ambition always meant sort of zigzagging about it meant um, you know, in, you were insecure to quite a lot of the time, you know, you were on contracts for a couple of years, you could be, you know, facing the whims of political change in the council level where funding vanishes, you know, I just was now in a period of life where I was stable, you know, um, you know, professionally and personally, you know, but was I truly satisfied? You know, I was with my career, but I knew I could do more um, within it. And within my sort of personal life, it was like, what are those next steps? And that got me interested in sort of taking that next step into getting coaching myself. And I think I'd listened to you on a a podcast or something like that. And I was like, oh, that's kind of what I I want, that sort of facilitation of, of change and clarity. And I was just very much up for it and you know I felt that you would be the best person for that well that's very kind <laughs> um I think you're right I think and I and I love that that you touched on like other other um modalities or other I suppose support services that people can utilize if mm-hmm. they want to make um and I certainly had used those as, as yeah. well you know yeah. I, I don't think that there's one that's particularly better than the, the other all serve different kind of you know needs for for people and you know if someone asked me you know I can do a a zen diagram some of them have that overlap but equally there there's different things that you can can get from those yeah amazing and I think when you said about um the the level of satisfaction because I I want to I suppose use this as an opportunity to kind of bust the the myth that you only work with a coach if something's wrong because actually often we can be satisfied in some areas of our life but we feel like we've got more in us or we mm-hmm. or we we're satisfied with where we are now but we've not got clarity in what the future looks mm-hmm. like or you know we want to take a, a like a leap or level up or do you know so it can be for you know coaching can be um lots of things for different people it can be I'm unfulfilled and I'm not happy and I want to make a change or it could be I feel satisfied but I want to explore what's next for me mm-hmm. um and I know we obviously did a bit of work around your career but often you know we touched on other areas of life and I know we've oh, used yeah. the word holistic already in the podcast mm-hmm. but that's definitely how I uh, I suppose guide people through coaching because I you know 
we are one person we're living one life and we have to look at all all aspects of that I suppose so what's what's what would you describe as being your kind of experience of coaching then Lee over the last kind of six months how have you found out what's been your I would kind of very much describe it as sort of like a a north star to, to an extent you know it's that constant for for that period of time and you know it's it's one of those ones that you make that that commitment you know it's it's not just uh you know you're you're committing to something for that you know essentially sort of six months a couple of times a year you know those those meetings but also other work in between you know mm-hmm. I remembered um you know I think it was last year you know I, I very I used um sort of therapy at the, the time and you know they were very much of the argument you know we want you to do once a week you know that's the best way to 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 benefit from something like that and you know therapy is a very expensive thing to do especially weekly and you know whereas I was kind of of the argument I was like well no I want to do fortnightly because I believe that a lot of the work gets done in between you know you meet with maybe your you know, a therapist or a coach or what have you and then you have to go off and do the work, you know, you, you reflect on it, you know, you then sort of go off and do some of the work, you know, it's a bit of trial and an error. And then you can kind of start to think ahead about to, well, what am I bringing into the next session? What are my reflections? But maybe what are maybe some of my worries or concerns that I want to bring in? And, you know, that two weeks goes by incredibly fast. So, you know, over six months, I might have only had 12 sessions, but there's been a lot of work in between that you do sort of very much kind of personally and professionally and you know it's it's a it's a big commitment to 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 take that on but it's 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 a commitment that I think can be as big as as you're willing to to make it to an extent Mm, yeah and I often think with things like that like time is passing whether we are intentional about our own growth and development Mm. or not isn't it so like I often think that's particularly when we get to the tail end of a year which we're in now you think kind of where is the year gone it just flies Mm -hmm. by yeah um but with I suppose some of that um like intentional work on bettering yourself figuring some stuff out gaining some more clarity shifting that level of satisfaction um yeah it can be an absolute game changer can't it I just want to touch on because we've, we've, I suppose we've mentioned a, a few other um types of people that can help so I think just for clarity around what coaching is or I suppose my definition definition of what coaching would be is that it's very future focused it's quite mm-hmm. it's very action orientated um I suppose I believe because I've done my own work with my coach and it's interesting I think once you get the um once you understand the benefits of coaching you know I certainly am invested for life and I will work with people on and off for my my own growth and development both in the business and and in my life but um it is very future focused and moving towards something um and like I mentioned before some people do that from a place of not knowing where they're starting or where they're trying to end Mm -hmm. and some people have a bit of clarity but just can't figure out how to get there um, but there are loads of other, like you said about therapy, it is uh, probably more um, past based. It's trying to understand and make yeah. sense of the past and how that impacts your present. Um, and I've I've started on my own journey, but helping clients just to softly start to navigate that because I do believe where we are now is a product of where we've been before. So sometimes some understanding some of that is 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 very useful. And then mentoring is probably the other common one that I think people think of, whereas it's a bit, 
I always see mentoring as more following someone in their shoes as in quite industry specific or um, task specific or professional specific so someone's done you know as a leader or manager in a specific field then they would mentor and coach or mentor someone to then um I suppose walk the path that they've walked if that makes sense whereas coaching Mm -hmm. is very much more it could be on any topic you know it's about I suppose asking good questions and being able to observe and share reflections both from a coach's point of view but also from our participants would that be your yeah I I would very much uh, agree with that yeah like as say all of them and you know I you know in terms of that coach I can't help but think you know I'm someone that as mentioned I run as well and you know part of that involves you know I have a coach there as as well you know as part of a group and you know as you know I almost think of it that way some people are starting off just getting those you know being able to run a mile being able to get a sprint in and for others that they've been doing it for so long you know they could do marathons in less than three hours you know all these things but there's marginal gains that can be be worked on that can make a a huge difference to helping someone achieve their goal there's there's it's I think people do have that you know preconception it's it's the bottom when you you can't you reach out for help like this as opposed to you know sort of building on really good work that you might have done already and and fantastic experience too yeah and I think sport like I know I know in a lot of your sessions because I know you're a runner Lee Mm. there's lots of parallels and we draw from sports analogies and metaphors Mm -hmm. all the time which I think are really useful because it brings things to life but but you're right in in sport um you know, we work with coaches from grassroots right up to, to Olympic athletes, don't we? You, yeah. You're always, like you say, looking for that marginal gain or how do I get better or how do I approach things differently or how do I um, deal with this injury or my mm-hmm. mindset or, you know, there's always work we can be doing on ourselves. Um, so, yeah, I love that as an analogy. Like, And I think just also to kind of, um, I suppose, break down some of the barriers maybe that people assume you know I, I think America maybe a bit more open to it because everyone in America seems to have a therapist but certainly in the in the UK it's maybe a bit maybe a bit more frowned upon to ask for help I think we're getting mm-hmm. better yeah but I think asking for help still comes with a slight bit of stigma but actually if you do draw the draw the uh, parallel between life and sport you know you would go and get a football coach or a sprint Mm -hmm. coach or you know you'd work with someone to get better to push you towards your goals to strive to you know to do more why wouldn't we do that with our life as well yeah and I think people don't even realize on some of the sub levels that you know um you know that people are receiving coaching you know there's there's so many resources out there that people are accessing you know people are listening to very specific podcasts where they're you know they're there's someone is coaching probably millions of listeners or you know a handful of listeners you know there there are people that are just accessing you know material youtube and so on there's there's so many things out there that that people are watching and think oh yeah that's that speaks to to me and so on you know people are you know i think british society is very bad at it but you know when we probably sit and think about what we consume and what we listen to and access you know we we all benefit from that i mean we definitely live in a society where we even, you know, 
going back to sport, like football managers and coaches there, we view them or everything that they can do. They are these big facilitators of change. And, you know, it's anything that's going right is because of them. And they're the best thing ever. There's some of the most highly paid people on the planet as well. But, you know, for some reason we think, oh, but why wouldn't we want something like that, you know, on, a, on an individual level, I think. Yeah. And that's an interesting one about the football coach, because actually, you know, like the a lot of the glory or the blame can land with the yeah. football coach, but actually it's the players on the field that are getting, yeah. you know, sweaty and dirty mm-hmm. and kicking the ball and scoring the goals and defending. And that is true of coaching as well. And, I, and again, it'd be cool to get your take on it, but yeah. you know, I'm not the person as the coach yeah. that creates the change for you. I've helped facilitate and help, yeah. Yeah, I suppose, navigate and draw things out of you. But ultimately, it's down to the individual, just like it is on our football pitch. It's down to the players. The coach isn't yeah. the one on the pitch scoring the goals. So yeah. it's you, an interesting... You almost want it as a coach. You want to be replaceable to, to an extent. You know, I, I've often thought that, you know, we with the joy of, of the coaching that I deliver is that as long as that person is there at our organization, they've got the coach. It's there from day one to your last day. There's not going to be, you know you know, a six month period of time, you know, there is not like you're not being charged for it or deducted off your wage, you know, like we are, we are there and that is a constant. But for for me, it's always one of those ones like, you know, they, there's, there's things that you can share in successes together. But for me, it's always their glory. You know, if they have do fantastic work on a project, well, that's because they've done it. You know, I'm just there to maybe help in a couple of ways or to, to help manage things. And, you know, you want to be able to be just there in the background. You don't want to be there on, you know, Oscar night or something and getting that special shout out. You want to just be able to go, you know, I came in, did something for that person and I've kind of taken a, a step a step back and so on. And, mm-hmm. you know, for people that whether they go on to a, a future job that doesn't have a, a coach with it, you want them to go, oh, yeah, I remember those strategies that were put into place by that coach and I can take that forward in my life. And one thing I go back to is a lot of the, you know, I mentioned it earlier, like adjustments, you know, I will tell people you can get this, 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 and this, and this is how you do it. And people are like, oh, I didn't realize that I was specifically entitled to these things and they can't believe it. And you want them to go, well, now I'm going to share that with you. You can take that with you for the rest of your life and pass that on to, to other people as well. And, you know, try and share out that knowledge and strategies and, and things with other people so that they can, you know, have that within their life for the rest of their life, but also can share it on with their support networks and, you know, networks that are around them as well. You know, a lot of these communities are very tight knit and, you know, just takes one bit of good positive advice and it can kind of filter its way through, I think. Mm, Yeah. And I love that about the, yeah, the tools and the techniques. It is, I suppose that is true of coaching, you know, it's, it's throughout I suppose the journey that someone goes on it it's them being able to you know I'm, I'm really passionate about self-awareness it's been able to heighten people's level of self-awareness mm-hmm. and then you know a lot of what I do in sessions is ask ask open questions um to draw stuff out but if you can heighten your own level of self-awareness you can start questioning yourself yeah. start coaching yourself but also through you know because I take a very holistic approach there are lots of tools and techniques there's insight about yourself there's you know different practices that you might adopt into your life and once you've got that toolbox to be able to manage everyday life then like you say that's with you for life it's um 
it's yes you have to do the work and incorporate them into life or use them as and when you need them understanding what your triggers are or what um might throw you off course a little bit and how to come back but ultimately like you say it's about um it's about I suppose that growth and expansion for then mm -hmm. people to go off and off and live their life um so yeah I love that what's been the um what what would you say Lee have been like the results or the kind of either the kind of intended results or maybe mm -hmm. some of the byproducts of some of the you know the coaching sessions that we've done and, and your journey it's, it's it's a slightly tricky one to to answer to an extent because okay. I think it's so wide to, to yeah. an extent you know I think something that we've discussed before is I'm not someone that would be you know tooting my own horn or, or celebrating my myself to an extent and you know I sometimes view success in in myself by like what other people maybe recognize or or notice and you know you know there's been comments from whether it's like a partner or friends that they'll have noticed a positive change you know or a, a change in attitude or, or something like that and you know that means like the world to to me and all that sort of stuff you know it's there's something to say oh I'm, I'm really proud of this but when you know it's it goes back to that old thing of when someone sees that values that and recognizes you that in you you know you might be quite coy at the time or just like oh yeah I guess so and stuff like that but in reality you know you're you're going you know cock a hoop hoop and you know doing jumping jacks to an extent and you know I've had, had several of those and you know that for, for me those experiences are worth the the whole thing to see people recognize that that change within you and you know it's it's not one thing to just look in the mirror and go you know I'm really happy in myself it's it's others seeing that as well and and knowing that's that's there and how you behave you know maybe whether you how you carry yourself and, and that and that that's been been so significant for for me and you know it, it you know on on on, a, on other quiet levels there's just even confidence you take in with you into to work and so on and you know as someone that as i said not one to press my own buttons or you know uh, shout out about myself you know I'm wanting to work towards, you know, advancing within the organization I'm, I'm in and being able to articulate that to, to, you know, bosses and to other people is, is really, really huge as well. Whereas before I kind of was of the attitude of like, I'd maybe say, Oh, I, I'd like to achieve this or do that. And then sort of like go all mousy and just completely vanish and just sort of go, well, I said it to that person and, you know, hopefully they remember it and will help you know, that they, that I want to do this or that, you know, now I'm, I'm hopefully in a position where I can, you know, articulate that, speak up for myself and, you know, keep that, that kind of alive taking over, you know, it's, it's easy to think that, you know, you're the center of the universe sometimes to a boss or someone's thoughts, but, you know, you've got to keep those things ticking over and, you know, being able to articulate, I want to achieve this, I want to do that, and I want to do it here, can be can be difficult to do. You know, there's an element probably goes back to another again British thing. It's is it cocky? Is it arrogant? Is it entitled? Is it saying you know? Is it risk even embarrassing yourself? You know, someone turning around going, actually, we just don't feel that you're ready for that. You know, or you know that that you're putting yourself out there in a tough tough spot as well. So it's you know it's risking that. And, and putting yourself out there and, and seeing that the, the rewards can be be worth it, I think. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I think on the um on the trailer of season two of the podcast, I've put out a bit more information about the mm. refreshing change in the framework that I worked through. And a lot of what you've just discussed there is 
I suppose that what do you want? Like we spent a bit of time getting really clear as mm-hmm. what do I actually want? Because often yeah. we can we can go after things or we can arrive in a place that we think we're not really sure what it is I want moving forward. It's a bit like I think I should want this or I might want this or someone said I'd be good at that. So it's mm-hmm. trying to get to the root of what what you deeply desire. But pr- I suppose prior to that, we had done the work and I'm really passionate about this is helping people get really clear on who they really are yeah because I think you can then go after what you really want with that inner confidence of you know I know my strengths I know my weaknesses I know my personality type I know you know what accountability I need I know what motivates me what my why is and that all is the fire that I think helps people drive towards that what they deeply desire Mm -hmm. um because anyone and I suppose that's that's a real passion of mine based on I suppose my own journey my own experience anyone can can coach someone to say like right I want to go from a to b and here's the five steps you need to take really practical um action that you need to take to get to point b but actually sometimes we can arrive at point b and still be unfulfilled miserable overwhelmed and actually what we thought we wanted that we thought would you know make us happy isn't quite the case so I, I do believe in I take all my clients through that bit of really getting to understand yourself first before we start going on to everything else. Um, And I think what you alluded to before around that change of behavior and the comments you had from other people about maybe the change of your mindset and your attitude, that all comes from heightened awareness of who we really are. Yeah. I think that's, that's exactly, you know, it's, you can, you have to build in those foundations of knowing who you are and, and what your your kind of values are and you know I can say confidently I know who I am you know and you know that can be a positive thing that can also be a, a very flawed thing as well you know it can be you know awareness of things like that you know it's just you know I know who I am and that informs what I want to do next with my life or the people I want to have in my life or you know the you know, even thinking ahead to like, well, if I want to perhaps become a, a manager, perhaps in a potential job, well, what what is a lee manager to to an extent? You know, things mm-hmm. like that are are really important, and you know, will transmit through as you sort of take those those kind of next steps and so on. I think it's just so so important to establish that early on. Mm. I think, um, and I hope you don't mind me saying this on the podcast, but you'd sent me a really nice text one weekend after we oh, did yes, the yeah. session, and. Um, I'll paraphrase it but it was effectively that that weekend you felt like you were living the life you wanted to live and maybe it leaned into things that maybe previously that you wouldn't have or you'd aspire to kind of um you know be present in the moment and be Mm -hmm. doing you know be outdoors and doing all the stuff that you love and being grateful for that and Mm -hmm. and I suppose through that you know some of that mindset shift or behavior shift or just maybe a different perspective on a different on a few couple like a few things created that that um situation for you so sometimes it's not about the big you know I could buy the new car or I got the dream job or the and I know you know we've definitely chatted about that through lots of your sessions but yeah I just love I I love that and you alluded to that as, as a coach yourself in terms of the I suppose the the cheerleader and being the cheerleader in the background to yeah. encourage someone to go go and create that for themselves is is amazing 
Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's those small things that make a, a huge difference. You know, there's always, I think there's that, there's that Edinburgh charity, it's that tiny changes, you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. small changes that make up, you know, a, a big change and so on. And and that's, that's the, the reality, you know, you think of like, oh, I want to become a boss or, you know, I want to do this with my life. Well, that's, you know, that takes a lot of steps to, to, to do it. And, you know, it's just thinking about how to, how, you know, what are those like tiny changes that you kind of look for in yourself? And, you know, what are those small details that you need to pay attention to as well? You know, those can be so easy to, to miss and, and kind of not appreciate, I think as well. Yeah. Amazing. We've, we've chatted loads about coaching and that and I knew we would just get in and the conversation would flow oh, yeah, once yeah. we got going um, but what you know if people are listening and thinking you know I, I've you know I've maybe dabbled in this in this area of kind of like personal growth and development or mm-hmm. you know working towards living my best life but I've not ever really asked for help I've not worked with anyone like and they were maybe considering coaching what would be kind of your top tip in terms of in terms of working with a coach? I think it's, I always go back to, and, and what I almost describe myself as is that I'm an, I'm an advocate for someone, you know, I'm, you know, whether that's, you know, their own change or, you know, helping them in, in any ways, it's just, it's having that person perhaps in your cor- that corner that's there, that's, you know, for whether that's for an hour or, you know, all the additional extra work that goes alongside it, that's there in your corner cheering for you that's you know that that cheerleader that person that's maybe got that wider view picture that's you know and I I think one of the things that you highlighted earlier is those open questions someone that's going to ask you those questions you know there's Mm. I think so much of life these days there's we're missing people asking those questions or Mm. taking an interest or, or diving in I think oftentimes we present you know this is the world this is what we do this is the life we lead but sometimes you just want someone to come in and go oh what's the reason behind that or you know talk me through something like that and you know it's it's not necessarily challenging in a negative way but it's it's kind of you know making you kind of reflect and and think and I think time like that is so hard to to get and you know having time with a coach where you know for that hour and stuff can be can be just really cathartic to, to an extent you know it gives you you reflect on things, you know, look ahead to the the future, you know, you, you know, you kind of think about what you want to, to achieve and so on. And it can be just a, a great space to kind of play with, you know, your, your head in and so on and have someone kind of do so in a, in a really safe, protective and, and kind of caring manner. And, you know, I always think of it, you know, I work with coaches from all around the world on international calls and stuff. And every one of us will often say, I wouldn't mind my own coach and so on as as well. And, you know, that is just something that is tried and, you know, true and tested, you know, you can be working in that world, but there's always just that who watches the watcher and it can, can be just really healthy to just have that extra bit of, of support and just someone kind of in, in your corner, I think. Mm, yeah, absolutely. I think what you were saying about the, um, or certainly my perception and, and, and my experience of those when I've worked with my coach asking open questions it's I definitely believe it takes you to a deeper level than you would yeah. be willing to go yourself you know you can get to, I'm quite a curious person by nature so I can ask mm-hmm. myself you know to a certain level but a coach will help you dig 
dig yeah. a bit deeper to the root of it quite often which is again i suppose what we've done in some sessions yeah. but because why can be one of the most exciting and scary questions yeah. like why oh why do you do this or why do you want to do that or what why you know why this that and it can be you know it, you have to open yourself up to it you know it's it's i do think it's pointless having any type of coach if you're not willing to to engage with it or anything like that you know it is a, it is a two-way relationship you know it's i wouldn't say it's a, a one-way one at all you know it's it's takes two very much to make it a, a successful kind of working relationship i think yeah definitely and it's like the um you know any parents out there listening that have got toddlers that you know toddlers are the most curious people yeah. on the planet but we get that beaten out of us as we grow mm-hmm. up to like stop asking stop moaning why are you want to know but actually that like you say I love the quit I love why you know just why question mark it almost is the most powerful thing yeah. um to actually but for for you yourself to reflect on like you know why because sometimes mm-hmm. we'll we'll arrive at because of this and, and it fires us up and sometimes we're like well we, we don't really know why and we can mm-hmm. almost allow ourselves to let go of things that are no longer important to us yeah. but the other thing and I, and I use it kind of a wider view but it's also I suppose sometimes we kind of blind spots that we you know we're not even yeah. really aware of that uh, you know certainly within the coaching I do but it, it's been able to pick up on <laughs> someone's body language someone's you know the the verbal words they're using their energy you know all of those kind of giveaways that sometimes we ourselves you know aren't aware of it's a bit of a blind spot for us so just being able to I suppose help be navigated on that journey isn't it definitely yeah and it it just all comes down to that that person I I know you know that how you would perhaps interact with me and I know it from how I was interact with others as well and my coaching is like I will be treated very differently to probably how you treat another client. I'm sure if one of your clients listening to this, they go, oh, I don't recognize, they'll recognize some of it. They will go, but I wouldn't recognize some of those conversations or those things would be very different. You know, you know, there's, there's completely different ways to, to go around people. And I, I, I completely buy into that personalized approach. And, and that's what I certainly feel like I've, I've got, you know, I don't feel I've ever been treated like I'm getting some sort of cookie cutter kind of thing. There'll be techniques and stuff that you use, but there's also these things that, you know, you get supplied on that personal level. Yeah. Yeah. I think that is, it, it has to be, or certainly I'm like we've spoken about throughout the episode it is it's the, it's that person centered approach and trying to, I'm very anti and I kind of, want to call out the bs a little bit in the personal professional space because i think there's a lot of here's a generic statement or a generic Mm -hmm. tool or a generic um like activity to do to fit to help you but actually because it works for some it doesn't work for others and i had um it's just a bit of an off on the tangent but i had a conversation last week with my old boss actually and we were chatting about tools and techniques that Mm -hmm. coaches use and i suppose executive coaching um but then I used the example of one of my other clients that struggled with a bit of anxiety and actually a tool like that would actually uh, elevate his level of anxiety. So it's been able mm-hmm. to understand the person and work with the person within their own boundaries. Yes, we have to push ourselves to get out of comfort zone, but it has to be a safe environment that's going to help you flourish. And it's all well and good going and creating change in your life, but if it doesn't feel good to you, then... Yeah it's not it's not worth it is it so no I think that's why you know that's why I create the refreshing change I'm passionate that people go after the life that they want but it yeah. has to feel good um 
other we're otherwise we're wasting our time yeah and and that's always the difference between the that mass produced things and whether it's podcasts where it will ultimately be relatively perhaps kind of generic things of like you know you could do this you could benefit from from that whereas perhaps that that individual one-to-one kind of support coaching is just you know so significant and that's what facilitates the greatest amount of of change and so on and you know even take away coaching you know just one-to-one conversations you know being there for friends etc you know that's you know if we all think about some of the greatest bits of change that we've ever had in our life that was probably delivered in a one-to-one kind of manner I think yeah yeah amazing and just to, before we just wrap up we just for people if people are listening I suppose because I I also often get by, um, asked by people like where do your clients come from and how do you start working with people mm-hmm. just so just to I suppose if you're happy like to share the journey you you and I connected on Instagram yeah. Like you yeah. mentioned earlier in the in the episode, you listened to a podcast. I think it was actually one I was a guest on. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, before I set up the Refreshing Change podcast, we had a conversation, and I think the conversation is the almost the most important bit. You can connect with someone, but it's I think with coaching and with you know mentoring is the same, arguably, and counselling and therapy. It has to be the right connection. Mm-hmm. So being able to um have an open conversation and a bit of dialogue partly for the client to feel that the coach is right for them and vice versa. It has to be a yeah. two-way energy exchange. But that's I think that's a really important bit to point out that um, if people are interested in coaching, then you, know, you don't have to fully commit yourself. Just have an exploration call and find out more about it and yeah. ask the questions um before I suppose before jumping in and that that was a process you and I went through yeah and I think those calls always make a make a huge difference and so on yeah I think I I think I got offered a a free call off at the back of filling in a survey I I love filling in surveys (laughs) and stuff so I was like yeah you know what I'll do that you know and I think things like that are are just so helpful to to take part in and yeah you know yeah it has to be that that right fit you know I, I don't subscribe to the thing of you know, I say that to people when they access things like kind of counseling services or, or therapy. I was like, you know, it has to be that someone that's right for you, someone that is has got the right maybe background for what you're maybe going through, and you know, not settling for anything less than than perhaps what you're you're seeking to to get out of something like that. And you know, it was just uh, you know, very simple kind of way to to access these things these days. But you know, you just end up seeing something on social media and one thing kind of leads to another and that can be as as simple as as that but I'm sure so many people have different ways that they can can access these things yeah definitely and I suppose that it comes back to that just taking action isn't it so if we hadn't connected in the first place but um I think like you mentioned it's been open it's just been open Mm -hmm. to I suppose like to yeah to go after what you really want and to to flourish for your life to flourish and for Mm -hmm. that um I always come back to living a life filled with more joy and happiness than you were before you know and I do I think it's it's like it's a good it's quite a simple um comparison but but equally really powerful yeah and then it's always you know you you can have a good life but things can always be that little bit better and and so on and you know it can just be little marginal gains here and there but they make such a, a huge difference as well and you know you just want to just be be happy in your your life and so on and you know it's you know it's one of those things we think how much money we spend on MOTs and 
you know, God, even my biker, the amount of money I had to spend last week on new tires and stuff, you know, simple things like that. But you, why wouldn't you apply that to your your own life and so on and have that same hopes and expectations? You know, it's it's we sometimes think the only investments that we do in ourselves are clothes, food, you know, nights out. There's, there's a lot of things that we can invest in with our own time and, you know, money as well that can be really worthwhile. Mm, yeah, I love that. There's a there's a quote that says something like that. You know, the best investment you'll ever make is in yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do. I yeah, I I massively buy into that. I love it. Lee, thank you so much for for your time and your insight and um, and sharing your experience so openly. I really I knew we'd get on and have a good chat. But thank you for for your time. No, no, no problem. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed that episode. And make sure you subscribe and follow the podcast so that next week you can join us again.